Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, listen up. This is the SEC Insider Hit, powered by Miss Kelly Furniture, Mississippi's number one, number one sleep store. Man, do we need to change out the music? <laughs> Good gravy. All right, we'll tackle that in May. I got to focus on the NFL draft right now. Tom Luganville coming up next. Jason Campbell um, played here in Mississippi and Auburn, and in the NFL, Jason Campbell, former NFL Auburn QB, will join us at 9.30. He's now the Auburn color analyst. And we're looking forward. We've never had Jason on the show, and we're looking forward to having him on the show. Um, Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Is your first question going to be like, Jason, do you drive a Cadillac? Get it? Because Cadillac. Taylorsville, Mississippi. That was terrible. Taylorsville, <laughs> Mississippi is where Jason played football. I, this is how bad Jackie Sherrill wanted him. Uh, Jason's older brother was a starting middle linebacker for Sherrill and Jolie Dunn. And Jason's senior year, they had a Taylorsville game at Davis Wade. I went. That's crazy. I was in. Maybe I was out. Yeah, I was out of grad school. Anyways, point is, I was on the sideline for it, and that was the big deal. And then eventually Auburn got him. Tommy Tuberville stole him from uh, from Jackie Sherrill. So there you go. Uh, maybe we'll ask him how that how that recruiting war played out between Sherrill and and Tuberville. Campbell went on to go to Auburn and have a uh, fantastic career. In 2004, they went undefeated. Uh, Luganville said, call him again. Sorry, he was on the phone. Uh, Lug's Mania will be on here in the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line in just a second. Tom Luganville coming up next. And then Jason Campbell from Taylorsville to Auburn to the NFL at 930. All of our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. want to say good morning. Welcome in. Exciting week with the NFL draft. You know, it's always cool when we have our guys that are going to be selected in the NFL draft. And Emmanuel Forbes will hear his name called by Friday, cornerback out of Mississippi State. He was nothing but a playmaker. Had to start day one because Moorhead left Leach virtually nothing. And that that Mullen to Moorhead transition was pretty gross. And 
So Emmanuel Forbes started from day one in the SEC at 100, maybe 165, 70 pounds, ball hawk, playmaker. And his name will be called, we think, in the second round. He's from Grenada, Mississippi. And then Jonathan Mingo is flying up the board. He had a sporadic career, kind of a solid plus career at Ole Miss. Uh, But it's a bunch of little dudes in the draft. And so, according to Dane Brugler, among others, uh, theathletic.com, Dane thinks that Mingo will go in the third round. He may even go in the second because he's the biggest dude as far as the the wide receivers. I will see where Flowers goes from Boston College, but he's another one of the little dudes. We welcome in our friend, uh, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He is Tom Luganbill on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. How you doing, bud? I'm great, man. How are you doing? Good, dude. You know, we're going to have Jason Campbell on at 930. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, Jason's from Taylorsville, Mississippi. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know this. He signed with Tuberville, went to Auburn. In 04, they went undefeated with Cadillac and Ronnie and Jason and that, that defense. And then he went, went on to play in the NFL. Now, I was crushed as, as a, as a uh, I guess I was in my 20s, because this came down to a a Jackie Sherrill, Tommy Tuberville recruiting battle, Luke's. And mm-hmm. at that time, Jason Campbell had an older brother on the Mississippi State football team that was a multi-year starter at linebacker for Jolie Dunn. And man, MSU fans thought, you know, they were going to get him. But uh, Tubbs comes in, he signs with Auburn, the rest is history. You know, now he's the Auburn color analyst. Did you know that, Luke? Yeah, I did know that for radio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I did know that. Yep. Uh, you remember watching him play at Auburn? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Al Borges was the offensive coordinator of those teams. You had the two running backs. You had the two receivers whose names were hard to pronounce. Do you remember those guys? I do remember them, but I can't remember their names. I, yeah. I can't either. I know. I just remember it was always I was always getting them mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. And and Ronnie and Cat. I always thought. So, so the national narrative, and you may you may think this too, but I'll never forget this. I just started doing sports talk radio in 2003, Luke's, and the national narrative that next year when Auburn went undefeated was because Southern Cal was on a roll, was that Southern yep. Cal, even though they didn't get to, to, to play each other, was that they would, that Southern Cal would blow them out. I don't think that's true, and here's why. Because Auburn would have been able to run the football, and they had defense, and they could have milked. Now Southern Cal may have won, but there were people that were like, "It'd be forty-five to seven. and I don't agree that it would no, if they had matched no. up. Luke's, I don't either. I think they would have pulled away maybe late, um, just because of the skill offensively that was on that FC team. Um, but no, I agree with you. I, I don't think that would have happened. They gave up eleven points a game that year. Auburn did, <laughs> you know, and that was Tuberville's side of the ball at Miami and Texas A&M before he became a head coach. Oh, absolutely. You know, oh, absolutely. So that dude, you know, he turned that Ole Miss program. Ole Miss was on massive probation. Uh, that was when I was in college when Tuberville took, uh, well, technically Billy Brewers, but Joey Dunn did an interim year and mm-hmm. Tuberville comes in and Ole Miss has been just hammered on NCAA uh, infractions. And Tuberville flipped that program in literally overnight. Um, 
and and the rest is history. But yeah, so we're gonna have Campbell on, and then we're. I was texting back and forth with with Ronnie Brown, and he's coming on to share his draft experience. Uh, how about this? Ronnie Brown's now a stockbroker in Atlanta, and he does stuff for <laughs> Auburn too. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I thought he might have made enough money to not have to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> he's in the Buckhead office in Atlanta. So oh, I wow. just I just found that yeah. out um, this week. We had Fred Smoot on a couple of days ago, and he shared his his draft experience. Uh, Lugs, I want I want to get your thoughts. He's he was drafted in the second round, right before mm-hmm. the Washington Redskins, now the Commanders, right before the Redskins drafted him. Jerry Jones called him and said, "We're drafting you." if you're there and 10 minutes later, the Redskins commanders drafted him. He had rented out a sports bar here in Jackson in 2001. This is funny. And I asked Smoot when he got his seven figure check, I said, was it direct deposit back then? And he went, no, they wrote me a check. I had to take it home and take a picture of it because we didn't have cameras on our phone. How about that? (laughs) Can you imagine no, no. $1.2 million check. He took it home in North Virginia, wherever he was, condo apartment yeah. at that time, and takes a picture of it and then goes and puts it on the in the bank. And he said, that's when I realized what taxes were all about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out and vote. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so I thought that was, that was good. And we, we, uh, he talked about the private plane coming to get him. And then three, we talked about family members asking for money. And yeah. Smoot, Smoot has, uh, he kept a ton of his money, which I, I love it when players do that. And he just said, man, once you say yes once, 30 days later, they forget that you gave them money 30 days ago. I bet you've heard that story. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing. It's like, you ever heard the phrase money makes you more of what you already are? Yeah. Right. And that can be good and bad, but you start to get these hanger honors and these runners and these third parties and these guys that are quote unquote, your friends and they're not your friends. Right. And next thing you know, you should be independently wealthy. And instead you are having to go get a job in the real world when you had actually made enough money to never have to work another day in your life. That's that's sad. You know, it really is. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. 
Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show. Let's talk uh, guys that will hear their name called the next three days. Um, I want to start with Jonathan Mingo. Uh, Mingo looks amazing in uniform. and yeah, yeah. But he had an up and down career and never really got rolling. Uh, I mean, he had some nice moments, but this is a small receiver draft that's going to play in his favor. So, how does Jonathan Mingo project for you in the NFL? Well, it's interesting because he played everywhere at Ole Miss. I mean, he's lined up in the backfield. He was a slot. He played kind of as an H-back. He's one of those guys that I think is at his best when he's going up and attacking the ball in a crowd when contested. Now, you referenced the fact that as a group of receivers in this year's pool, it's, it's a relatively undersized group. I mean, shoot, uh, the, the guy out of North Carolina who's a really, really good player, and I'm losing track of his, his name right now, he, he comes in at like five eight and a half. But he, he's, he's a great route runner, great player. So I don't really know what I would do with this guy, to be honest with you. I, I almost feel like... He could play wide receiver, but could he play running back? Like, could he, like, where, where would you put him? And I, and I think that that's, like, that's, that's a, a, a legitimate question to ask. Because I don't know if you're going to feel like he's just going to continually just outrun everybody. I think he's pretty good vertically. I really do. But, but I also feel like he's good vertically, and if it's contested – he's going to come down with the ball, but is he just going to actually take the top off the defense? Because his size makes him so unique. He doesn't look like your prototypical wide receiver. There's only two of them uh, out of the top wide receivers that are over 200 pounds. So that's where Lugan Bill's going. Mingo is a big... Him and Quentin Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, so Mingo's a big dude. Uh, physical. There will be a spot for him. You know, wide receiver three or wide receiver four, but Lugs is making a great point. They've moved guys to running back before, and it has worked in this league, Um, including Patterson. My gosh, he's been playing running back for, what, the Falcons and the Vikings for damn near a decade. So I know it. uh, Is it Cordell? Yeah, Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson for Tennessee, yeah. God, that guy's a a heck of a player. So, all right. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. He started day one. He's light, but he's long, and he knows long. how to go up and get the football, and he was a big-time playmaker. They say he's going in the second round 
Luke's. Uh, what do you what do you think we could see from Emmanuel Forbes over a five to eight year career in the NFL? I'd like to see if he can if he can gain some weight, get stronger, get bigger. I think that's one of the things that probably I'm not saying it worries NFL guys, but you know they look at that. You're playing on the perimeter, and if you're having to get physical and you're having to come up and run support. Um, do you worry about durability? I don't think there are really any concerns about him as a coverage player. Like you said, he's tall, weighed in just under 6'1", uh, but only 165 pounds. And so he's, he's got a ways to go from a strength perspective. But from a coverage perspective, I mean, you, you look, you, and, and we talk about this all the time at, at the collegiate level, and, and, it, and it, it, it ends up becoming true at, at the NFL level. All you're, you're not seeing five foot nine corners anymore, right? You're not seeing the Daryl Greens anymore. Everybody now that's either has a draftable grade, okay, or is somebody that could be a viable candidate as a corner is five eleven and above. So let's look at it. Keely Ringo, six one and three quarter, okay. Julius Brents, who might sneak into the first round out of Kansas State, 6'2 and 3 quarter, 198 pounds. As a corner, right? He's a corner. Tyreek Stevenson at Miami, 6 and 3 eighths, 198 pounds. And so you go all the way up to the top, and now you start looking at Deontay Banks, 6 and an eighth, 197 pounds. If you're not meeting a certain measurable standard from a height perspective, you're not getting drafted in the first two to three rounds. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where Emmanuel Forbes – it's not so much the weight, but the height really, really helps him out. Absolutely. Uh, Tom, and he proved it, you know, on Saturdays in the toughest league. So mm-hmm. uh, time and time again, and he's not with one of the top recruiters. Out of bounds, ESPN 105 down the zone. Zach Evans is on Good Morning Football right now. So we'll ask Tom Luganbill, who's very familiar with Zach, both at TCU and at Ole mm-hmm. Miss. Um, look, we know he's got talent. Um, yeah. He ran into a couple of hiccups. He's also he also looked good at Ole Miss at times, and then he he got a little nagging injury, and Judkins yeah. took over. Okay, but he can ball, he can play. How, how do you project him in the NFL? Well, first of all, I would say that I'm really really proud of him because coming out of high school, if you recall, he was almost everybody's unanimous number one overall player, um, and for us for a while he was too, and he had some real issues on his high school team and had just not conducted himself well. And he was one of those guys that you would have said, this guy's not going to make it and it's going to have nothing to do with talent. Right. And what did he do? He ends up proving everybody wrong. He became a great student at TCU, did everything that was asked of him, never got into trouble, all of those sorts of things and played really, really well for them. Um, but he does have an injury background. And I think that's the thing, particularly at running back, that is concerning is, is durability when you consider the pounding and the physical, um, the, the, the physical uh, strength that it takes to avoid getting injured, right, to be able to be there every single week. And he's had a hard time doing that. Now, from a talent perspective, he's – about as good as you're going to find. I mean, he, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got great top-end speed. Like, it, it's not a question of talent, but as we've talked about and as, as NFL teams have researched, he does have a bit of a history, right? And, and he 
has not been able to stay healthy during the course of his college career, which is not – when you're going into draft prep stuff, that's going to hurt you at the uh, position. Maybe more, maybe more so than any position in the draft. Yeah, fair enough. Tom Luganville, ESPN, on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Luke's ESPN's Todd McShay, who's a good friend of yours, and Daniel Jeremiah with the NFL Network did a podcast over the weekend together. And um, they talked about the quarterbacks that we've debated with you. Um, You're not high on this class. I'm not. Uh, But they were asked about Anthony Richardson, and they they were asked to give a percentage on, you know, whether he would be an NFL starter. And and they put it at 40%. Does that sound about right for you? (laughs) So you're going to put it at 40%, but we're going to draft him in the top 10 overall. Pick. I know, it doesn't make sense. What are we doing? <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just, I get so weary of very physically talented players that don't produce. I mean, the bottom line is, I don't care. You can show me however many players you want to show me from the Utah game. And then I can show you 40 other plays at some other point during the season where you're looking at this guy going, what in the hell is he doing? And Will Levis is the same way. They put Levis at 50%, by the way. Both of them agreed on both of them. 40% for Anthony Richardson as an NFL Mm -hmm. starter and 50% on Levis. Go ahead. Yeah, and so you're looking at that and and, and you say, well, why, why is that? Well, low completion percentage, high turnover rate, Injured often. That's that's Will Levis right there, right? Anthony Richardson, marquee athlete, poor completion percentage, right? Completely up and down from a consistency standpoint. And I just I don't think you can play that way and be consistently productive enough to win games in the National Football League. I mean, I you look you look at Trey Lance. Trey Lance played way more productive football than Anthony Richardson did, and he's struggling. Yes, he is. Struggling, okay? And you look at uh, the guy that was at Liberty. It's with the, the Tennessee Titans right now, right? Malik Willis. Can't, yeah, Malik Willis, all right? He's struggling to get on, struggling to get on the yeah, field. They've moved and off him. A, yeah, and now you're going to take a guy that completed 53% of his passes and bank your franchise on him? And and so, like, just one last thing on this. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be drafted or shouldn't be drafted highly. But if if that's the the thought process and you think there's a 40% chance they become a starter, are we saying good starter or are we just saying starter? Um, Like, if that's what you're saying, then why would you take them in the top 10? Well, okay. And and you know what was funny? What Daniel Jeremiah – so they're kind of thinking through this on the podcast, right? And yeah. Daniel Jeremiah with the NFL Network's kind of thinking through it. He goes, and now that I think, you know, he said, we keep talking about developing Anthony Richardson in the NFL. And he said, I'm thinking through it. He said, there's really only six to eight franchises that, that I can think of coaching and, and front office that can develop a quarterback in the NFL right now. And some of those already have quarterbacks. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Like, it really, you watch. Let me tell you what's going to happen. A Jake Hayner out of Fresno State or a Max Duggan. Um, Hennon Hooker. We, maybe Hennon Hooker, although guys from that offense have not, have not made that transition well to the National Football League. But, yeah, I mean, he could be a guy. But like, there's going to be one or two, maybe three guys, okay, um, that will either get drafted or sign a free agent contract that will last longer than one, if not both, of those two guys. Yeah, that, that could happen for it's inevitable. sure. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. All right, I want to switch gears here. Alabama went and grabbed a QB in the transfer portal. Tyler Buckner, do you, he, he was at Notre Dame, which is where Tommy Reese was. Evidently, is that now? What now? Is that official? Oh, no, they, I'm sorry. They, I'm sorry. They, he, he's visiting, but I, you know. Yeah, he's I, visiting, yeah. Yeah, I was on Tuscaloosa Sports Talk Radio yesterday. They believe that it's, it's going to happen. And, and so, obviously, Tommy Reese was the OC at Notre Dame. Um, and Saban sounded real frustrated with Milrow and Simpson coming out of A-Day. And, and the 15 practices. So my question to you is, do, do you have anything on Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame, maybe going to Alabama? Like who he is, what he is, what kind of player? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he would have been, he was an Under Armour All-American for us who did not play his senior season in high school because of COVID. And we actually didn't have the game that year because of COVID. So he's kind of behind in his development. Uh, got to Notre Dame, um, obviously very, very talented and uh, I think sat his first year behind Jack Cohn, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And then last year became, uh, or was it two years ago? I'm, I'm I might be losing track of the years, but he ended up becoming their starter, and then obviously got hurt. And and, and we know the the rest of Notre Dame's season. But he's one of those guys that's extremely gifted. I've gotten the sense watching him at least early that he's a guy that when he makes a mistake, it seems to linger with him. And I don't know if that's a maturity thing, if that's a development thing, but it's definitely something I think he's got to get past. But he can make the throws. He's a really good runner, a really good runner. Um, the question then has to be, because, listen, obviously Sam Hartman's going to be the guy at Notre Dame. So the question has to be, if I'm going to go into the transfer portal and I'm going to go somewhere else, i got to find a place where I'm going to start, right? Well, if there's one coach in America that's not promising you that – it's Nick Saban. Right. Right. <laughs> so you're going to have to compete with the other two guys, so there's not going to be any guarantees. Right. Of course, they feel like, according to Ron Fowler in Tuscaloosa, who's got his finger on the pulse pretty well, he, they feel like one of the two that you and I are referencing will head out in the next couple of days because of this. Absolutely. You know, I so agree with, that. with Milrow or Simpson. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that more later. Hey, enjoy the draft. And this week, I think this is the first time you're not on the road in a while. But uh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Have a great weekend home. and enjoy Thanks, the lake. And we'll talk next week. Sounds good, buddy. See ya. Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He is on the Out of Bounds Show, and it is brought to you by Mud Bugs, the best crawfish in Mississippi. Two locations in Rankin County. Their shrimp is amazing. Crawfish, Mud Bugs, cold beer. Mud Bugs opens today through Sunday on 30.